0: Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea.
1: Hi. Hi Jamie. How do you feel about these giant pop filters in our faces? I feel like
0: again, like I'm in a (laughs) 1920s. It
1: does make it feel even more like that.
0: Um they're coming to you live (laughs) from Hey, see? See? I'm sorry, gadget. They're bigger than I expected. Like I can't see your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) It's really weird. But now when we say the word peas, peas, the words that start with the letter p, peas. <laughs> um you won't hear pops. <laughs> Sorry. I never noticed this. These are the things that Jamie notices
1: while I'm editing <laughs> and you're like, "What? I what? That that was a thing?" Didn't know. Now I do. Most people also probably didn't notice but it bothered me so I your fixed attention it. to detail is inspiring. <laughs> Thank you so
0: much. Um how's it going? How's your week? It's pretty good, busy. Yeah. But, um Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I'm still kind of <laughs> dazed and confused. <laughs> I'm a little glazed over. Um, I went to the doctor yesterday because I started to have a sore throat and he was like, "You have tonsillitis." What? Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, great." Said, Is that contagious? He said it wasn't. Okay, as long as we don't kiss each other. Like, why are you here? Because <laughs> yeah, I said, "Is that contagious?" And he said, um, "No." And he's like, "Well, I mean, like, don't like kiss anybody, like, on the mouth, you know." And I was like, "Great, I've been kissing my child on- before I started to feel bad, right?" And um, well, we'll yeah. just avoid kissing each other, and I should be fine. <sighs> Darn it. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, and he just said, like, don't drink after. You know, don't let people drink that for you. That type of stuff. The usual, the usual stuff, but not. Um, you know, it's not it's airborne or right. anything like that. It's my tonsils are inflamed. That sucks. Yeah. So, but I feel much better today because I've been taking meds okay. and I got some shots yesterday. Ooh, shots! Yep, love gotta them. love them. Give them to me. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, how was your week? Oh, I didn't ask.
1: Yeah. No. Um. My week was. A lot of, like, trying to catch up Mm -hmm. after being out for a week from the conference. Right. So it was, you know, trying to get through that inbox, that scary inbox after a week of not really looking at it much. Um, But it was good. It was a little slowed down compared to what it was, what it has been the last few months. So Mm -hmm. it was a nice breath of fresh air. Yes. But I'm really excited to tell you about my book. Tell me about it, please. Can we do that?
0: Uh, only if you don't talk like that. Sorry. <laughs> Unless that has something to do with your book, and then I'll... No,
1: it. it doesn't. I actually wanted to do my review today in a British accent because it's a British book. <laughs> that I'm okay with. Uh, whatever you were just doing, don't do that anymore. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, No, so the book I want to tell you about is called 84 Charing Cross Road. Or, okay. or... 84 Charing Crossroads. It sounds better that way. Great. Um, so I didn't know before I started reading this. I've heard of it a bunch before. Who is it by? Helene Hampf. Okay. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. Okay. I didn't – I always assumed it was a fiction book. I knew it was epistolary, it's all letters, Um, but I assumed it was fiction. It's not. It's nonfiction. This was real, and this lady was real, and the people she was writing to were real, and 84 Charing Cross Road actually used to be a bookstore. Very cool.
0: Wait, so is it historical fiction, or it is nonfiction?
1: It is nonfiction. Okay. So she wrote these letters, um, and I'll tell you a little bit more about it, but she wrote these letters, and then she ended up compiling them into... Um, this book. Great. So, basically, Helene Hamph, this real-life lady, um, lover of obscure books, (laughs) Um, she, I guess, sees an article in a magazine about Marks & Co., which is a London, like, bookstore. They sell and acquire used, um, like, secondhand, you know, kind of Like first and second editions, like old, cool, old books. Okay. So she sees an ad in a magazine for Marks & Co. And she's like, oh, I've been looking for this book. I need to send them a letter and see if they have it and if they can send it to me. So she sends them a letter and someone writes back. And he's like, oh, yes, we do have that book in stock. It's blah, 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 this many pounds. Enclosed is an invoice and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) <laughs> that's the letter yeah um but anyway and so she forges a friendship with the people at this bookstore and she's writing letters back and forth with the main guy who um works at the bookshop that kind of corresponds back and forth with her is frank doel and so a lot of the book is their letters back and forth but she also becomes friends through letters, with his wife and with other employees at the bookstore. And she, like, sends them Christmas gifts and Easter gifts. And it's right after World War II, so England Mm -hmm. is still recovering. Right. And they're still on rations. And so she's like, I can get meat from Denmark. I'm going to order a ham and send it to your bookstore. And does stuff like that. And they just become friends, like, through letters. And it's just the sweetest, most charming and she's hilarious.
0: Do, like, Do we need to send letters back and forth to each other?
1: Well, it does make me want a pen pal. Mm-hmm. Like, if anyone out there listening wants to be my pen pal, <laughs> please let me know. I've always wanted a pen pal, for real. But, um, yes, this, le- this, le- this novel will definitely make you want a pen pal. It was – like, she's – I was saying she's hilarious. She's really, really funny. Mm-hmm. And, like, at one point they send her um, – A letter back and they're like it's gonna be you know x number of pounds for this book and it's like two pounds and she's like I don't know how to do math in American much less in British and so she's like can you please make these conversions for me she's just so funny and everyone is so wonderful and charming and honestly charming is just the best most proper word to use for this book but I absolutely adored it the one thing I didn't like about it is that it was so short
0: no, that's a good problem. To I have. know.
1: So on Audible, um, it was like less than two hours. Oh, it's a teeny tiny little book, but oh, uh, it was just so wonderful. It sounds wonderful. Yeah, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I want a pen pal, preferably from London. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So you if you, book? yeah, I was going to say, if you ever need just a quick little pick me up. That's the book. That's it. Hear that guys <laughs> and gals. You oh. hear that guys and gals? <laughs> <laughs> just a quick little pick me up for y'all.
0: Um, but yeah, tell me about your book. I have a feeling I know what it is. Yeah. So I'm excited <laughs> to hear about it. So this, I've talked about it twice already on different podcasts, but um, The 20th Wife by Indu Sundarisen. Um, it is part of the Taj Mahal trilogy, so it's a three series book. Um, this is the first one, and then they have The Feast of Roses and Shadow Princess. So it's kind of interesting when I looked it up. This book was written in 2002, and then the next in the series was in 2003, and then the third one didn't come out until 2010. Oh, the third yeah. one? Took a lot of time. Yeah. So I haven't um, gotten into the second book yet, but I'm planning to read all three, obviously. And uh, our story starts with a family who is um, like refugees from Persia. So they have to flee Persia and they make their way to India. And when they're on their way, they come from a family of, um, they were high society in Persia, and the dad did something governmental, and he pissed some people off, and they had to to leave, um, and his wife was pregnant with their fourth child, and when they had her, he basically told his wife... We cannot become attached to her because we can't feed her. Like we can't, and so they left her (gasps) on like a roadside. Oh my gosh! Thinking that someone will find her, and apparently this was very common at this time period. And um, someone in the court where they were traveling with this um, this a man who was in he was like a court. Sorry, a courtier. I guess. I don't know. He was part of the royal court, and so he allowed them to come along with his caravan to India to get them into India safely. And um, he, one of his guys finds the baby, brings back to camp, and he knows what's happening. And so he basically gives the baby back to her family and says, I found this baby, and I would like y'all to raise her for me.
1: Oh, my gosh. And
0: so they are just... So they have to
1: take back their own baby and pretend like... But that's not really part
0: of the story. Oh, okay. They (laughs) take the baby, they raise it, it's fine. He was doing it just because he knew that they couldn't afford and he made sure that she was well taken care of. Gotcha. Well, that was nice. Yes. So they get to India, things unfold, um, life is wonderful again. He becomes part of the court there in India um, and they have emperors and empresses and Maranisa. Um, is the name of the daughter, and she's really our main character. So I did not realize until I was halfway through the book that this is a historical fiction book based on um, India's most con- controversial empress. Um, her name was Maronisa, but she actually went by the... Nur Jahan, which means light of the world. So she was Empress Nur Jahan, which is what her husband bestowed on her. So it's called the 20th wife because she was the 20th and final wife of Emperor John Hanier. I'm not saying that right. But all their names are really, it's so many names. It gets really confusing because there's so many different names and their Indian names and they all sound similar to a degree. So you're trying to follow these characters. That was the only thing that was hard about reading the book. So is she, is this Empress The baby that was left on the road. Yes. Okay. So, basically, at eight years old, she falls in love with the emperor, with the upcoming emperor. So, his name was Prince Salim at the time.
1: I'm sorry, did you say eight years old? Yes. She falls in love at eight years old.
0: You know, like, infatuated, like, Like, he's beautiful, he's a prince. Okay, got it. Um, You know, I hope that I, maybe I can marry him one day and I'll be a princess, you know, that type of falling in love. Um, And it's all very cutthroat. Like, it's very, it's like... Indian society, it's the Mughal Empire, so it's like the sixteenth sixteenth century. Um it says that, that that empire at the time covered North India through Pakistan and chunks of Afghanistan. Okay. So that was the empire, and that was before like you know, like that was before England came in and gotcha. you know, so. fun fact one of the sons of this emperor ended up being the emperor who built the Taj Mahal. And he built the Taj Mahal for Maronisa's niece who was his wife who died as like a shrine to her. Interesting. Yeah. So basically, it's just this epic story. Um, there's a lot of imagery, vivid details of the clothes and the food and court life. And they talk a lot about the Zanana, which is basically a part of a house that is secluded for women. And so he has this harem of women that live in the Zanana. And so when Maranisa is little, the head empress at that time, so his... Um, Sorry, Emperor Akbar is the reigning emperor at the beginning of the book. That is Salim's father. Okay, And his top wife, Rokia, takes Maronisa under her wing and basically she's like a favorite of her in her court of women. So it's really just the story of this little girl who becomes empress and all the struggles that she goes through to become empress. And then in history, she... Really is the one ruling the empire when she comes in, when she comes into power at that time because her husband is addicted to opium and other he's an alcoholic. Which oh it probably my gosh,
1: was you just keep throwing stuff. Very at me. common <laughs> at that
0: time, and so it's um, in his in historical records they say more than likely she was the one running the show. Wow. Um, so it's a flowery version because when I got into like the weeds of the historical part of it. It's not,
1: it's not quite necessarily a love
0: story, (laughs) but, um, it was written so beautifully and there's just the, the imagery that she is able to write is just makes you want to be at that time period, you know? Oh, I love that. It's like the gardens and and the architecture and the homes and just like the opulence. Yes, of, the opulence yeah. of everything and um they have like a royal treasury and they talk about all the rubies and the you know everything Ooh. they're pouring with and like all the jewels and everything and it was just, it, yeah, it was just beautiful language.
1: Yeah. Well, I I can't remember if I have this checked out right now or if I have it on hold. Um, but either way, I will be reading it soon. So yes,
0: it was definitely worth a
1: read. All right, let's talk about the tea that we're drinking. Um, it's a green tea. Who's it from? <laughs> do you want to guess? <laughs> let's let the let's do one of those things. Like you know how on kids shows they're like what color if you say the color of the car it'll go forward and they're like the car is and they leave a blank space and they're like good job the car's moving forward (laughs) so the tea is from harney and sons (laughs) okay i was gonna leave a blank space but fine um anyway yes it is it was my tea of the month this month for march and it's cherry blossom it's a springtime tea since we're now in spring. So it's a delicate green tea with springtime cherries. We don't typically drink green teas. Um, I mean, I don't, like in general. Do you? No. Yeah. Mm-mm. I have nothing against them. No. In general? Yeah. But I don't they typically do. They don't offend me, but I don't feel like they have a ton of flavor mm-hmm. typically. But. But. I actually love this. Yeah, it's so It's, it's so good. And, so it's, it's really, um, really good. The character is a spring awakening to the senses, refreshing green tea with the bright, juicy flavor of cherries. I don't you, know
0: that I taste cherry cherry. Really? I Hold mean, on. I do, but it's not like cherry medicine. <laughs> yeah. It's not straight up Robitussin,
1: but... It's straight up Robitussin. <laughs> <laughs> it's the name of our new band. <laughs> that may be one of my favorite yeah. episode titles yeah. we've had so far, but... um. <laughs> The ingredients are green tea, cherry flavor, and vanilla flavor. I really like it. And it's really quite lovely. Love it. Yep. Ah, oh, so refreshing <sighs> and springtimey.
0: Yes. You going to tell me what's keeping you sane this week?
1: Okay, I will, but I had a thought this week because, okay. you know, my brain finally had space to think right, for once, and I thought, and you can tell me no... I thought what if we keep, what if we change our keeping us sane section to a Freud and Freude section.
0: Oh, I like and it. And we celebrate each
1: other's wins.
0: Okay, I like it. I like it. I like it.
1: And maybe sometimes they're overlapping. Like my what would be keeping me sane this week is also happens to be a win for me. So maybe they'll overlap. Okay. Maybe one week you'd rather say what's keeping you sane okay. than share a win, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. just thought it would be fun because like we both loved Freud and Freud. Freud and Freude.
0: <laughs> I could just say that all day long. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's so fun to
1: say, which is the main reason I wanted to change this section to that so we can say it every week. <laughs> Not really. Um, so my Freud and Freude <laughs> this week is the fact that I took off um, yesterday, I took off a few hours in the afternoon, and I took off all day today, and that may not seem like a win, because it's like, okay, you're taking off work, how is that a win, but after you know what it's like putting on a conference and everything you have to go through, and to be able to take time off is a huge win for me, and it is also keeping me sane, thank you, thank you, so it feels great. That's wonderful. And since I put you
0: on the spot. I'm just going to tell you what's keeping me sane. That's fine. That's fine. So um, we are going to our sister or my sister-in-law and brother-in-law's house later tonight. And um, she's going to let us know what the sex of their baby is. Yay! Yes. And so that's been keeping me sane. And also I've been um, during my late night feeding sessions with lucia i've been putting together nameless like boy and girl nameless because we like to discuss names in our family name
1: lists name lists
0: okay i was hearing nameless
1: as in without a name and i was like i don't know what you're this talking is a, about
0: a list of names <laughs> okay, sorry. not nameless a name list <sighs> well Anyways. that's fun yeah so maybe we'll get to discuss names yeah usually his mom will uh, my mother-in-law she'll like say like ridiculous ones on purpose that we all just like laugh at like whenever we had lucia she was like calliope cool on <laughs> and, like we're like yes and so then we just kind of go on tangents of like these really awful names that you, not the Calliope's awful right but that you would not necessarily name your child doesn't go with your last name just right funny stuff. yeah just funny yeah. oh that's fun yes
1: yeah, so it should be a fun um fun night I'm excited for tonight because I get to go to Foster's T-Ball game. That little boy likes to play his sports. He loves sports. T-Ball, golf, tennis, you name it, he plays it. Flag football, soccer. Basketball, basketball, yes. Um, But yeah, he has a T-Ball game tonight, and then we're doing boiled crawfish at my parents' house. But um, my mom told me that last week – like, obviously, I couldn't do t-ball and boil crawfish like we typically do on Friday nights because I was working. And my mom said that when John and Hillary and the kids were leaving her house um, last Friday, Foster turns to my mom and goes, Nona, how come Nanny wasn't here tonight? And it broke my heart. <laughs> and he was like, she didn't come to my game tonight either. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm excited To go tonight. Yes. And spend time with my family.
0: Yes, that's wonderful. Yep. Let's go enjoy the springtime tea. And the springtime weather.
1: Yes, when you got here, I was soaking up the sun, so maybe I'll go do that. It's quite lovely
0: outside. It's very sunny but breezy. And my watch says it is 72 degrees, which is perfection. Yes. And this will be the only day like this all year. (laughs) (laughs) We we only get one in Louisiana. This is it. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing
1: anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers!